a journey of creators and entrepreneurs hold a ton of insights and learnings for all of us to dig into hello and welcome this is rachel anthony and in today's podcast we have sachin palil with us who is a digital admissions coach mechanical engineer and entrepreneur let us listen to sachin about his journey and understand how he does what he does and learn from it Yeah so hi Sachin it's a pleasure to have you here today this evening um so i would like to uh, start this uh, conversation by asking you some questions about uh, you so would you like to tell us about yourself and what do you do and yeah a short introduction about yourself sure Rachel uh, awesome okay so thank you so much for having um, for interviewing me i'm honored to be selected for your uh, for your project for your podcast Um so yes my name is Sachin Palil and I am a digital admissions coach so essentially I help students that are looking to study abroad in the US UK for their masters and PhD programs as well as you know MBA programs uh, we also do that okay so essentially what I do is as a coach I help students you know um, prepare their statements of purpose required for college we also help students um prepare for the GRE exam um we also review students essays you know once they're once they're prepared we answer any questions that they might have and through our you know instagram page and youtube channel we also provide free information that will sort of facilitate their entire college application process and as an abroad as a study abroad coach it's my responsibility to make sure that uh, a student's college application process goes as smooth as smooth as possible that's what i do well great so um how did this idea came up in your mind like you know what made you feel like that you want to start this business sure so it was actually not i would say um a revolutionary idea it was like it was more like an evolutionary idea so mm-hmm. i i wrote the gre because i also wanted to study abroad and i have been accepted for my masters program at the university of pennsylvania starting in january 2022 So I wrote the GRE in 2019 and I got a perfect score so or a near perfect score and I realized that you know um when I spoke to my friends who were had also written the GRE and I told them sort of the techniques and things that I used uh they were pretty impressed and they had also gone to GRE coaching and even then the techniques that I used you know they were like oh this is pretty cool you know they didn't teach us they didn't teach us how to prepare this way and you know you've done a lot of different things that we didn't necessarily do or we weren't necessarily taught So that's when I realized I probably have some value to add in this market and on top of that you know my my mother was like you know in the pandemic you know she was like or not the middle I would say the during the beginning of the pandemic she was like you know you have a lot of time now on your hands uh, I was working full time but I was working from home right so she, you have a lot of time on your hands why don't you just help some students out teach them how to prepare for the GRE so that's what I did so I started um I started coaching students on how to prepare for the GRE and instead of being let's say a one to one coach or maybe a direct trainer i um that way i could reach a wider audience and it wouldn't take so much of my time so if i were to teach a student one to one you know directly sit with them not only would it be uh not only would it be kind of not not so affordable for the students you know to hire like a coach per hour um it would be a lot easier for me as well if they were to earn, learn through the courses and a lot easier for them as well because it'd be a self-paced program and they could just tune in whenever they uh whenever they have the time so that's how i got started and as i started preparing students for the gre you know i started teaching them all these gre concepts 
a lot of my students wrote the exam and they did well and you know they had this confidence in me and they asked me basically to help them out with their application process and i realized that i had a lot of value to add there as well having gone through the application process myself i understand how it can be really difficult and luckily you know when i went through the process i had a lot of friends that also went to that also studied abroad that were able to help me out with the process a lot so that made life a lot easier for me and i wanted to be that friend or i wanted to be like you know that kind of um i want to offer that kind of aid to my students as well so i decided that hey i would um i would help them apply to college as well so all their questions on how to write a statement of purpose how to write letters of recommendation how to shortlist universities how to write a resume for grad school how to um essentially pick the program that's going to be right for you so i i decided i i would be able to add value um to their college application process through that way so then what i decided is uh to create a set of courses that would teach students how to apply to college colleges on their own without depending on any say consultancy to help get help them get there because in a lot of cases you know especially in my case i i could not afford a consultancy when i when i studied or sorry when i applied to college so i wanted to make sure that we had uh that there was like a more affordable option in the market for students who were looking to study abroad who needed that help but cannot necessarily afford a full on consultancy So that's how I became an admissions coach. I transitioned from a GRE coach to an admissions coach and essentially that's what we do now. So a lot of the a lot of the products and services that we offer now are just our student generated ideas. You know, a lot of a lot of students started asking, "Hey, can you review my statement of purpose before I send it to grad school?" So I was like, "Yeah, sure, absolutely, I can do that." And then a lot of students started asking that, so then we started create we created a service out of it and I got a writing consultant to help me sort of um review the essays and you know help students out with sort of key insights that we can offer on how they can improve their essays in order to stand a better chance of getting into college. So a lot of things that we do are you know student generated ideas based on the student needs whatever we feel that uh whatever they're asking us for that's how we sort of decide our products and services and that's how we try to help them. So that's what we do. Very interesting. So um what made you feel like that you want to become an entrepreneur? Or you want to start your own own an entrepreneur you know yeah entrepreneur so i wasn't really that interested in entrepreneurship space to be honest i was more into research and um like my program is a robotics program so i was really looking forward to doing research um however you know again my mother was like a big uh was a big push for me you know she was like she was like you know why don't you just do something you know you're sort of there's it's work from home now you have a lot of time so why don't you just go ahead start business maybe just teach some students you know see if you like it or not make some extra money on the side and I was like yeah sure i have a lot of time so why not right so that's how it did um i just that's how i essentially got started and i got really interested in it and more than the whole coaching experience itself this experience has has essentially taught me what it's like to be an entrepreneur the advantages the pros and cons to being an entrepreneur and on top of that i also and through this experience you know i want to be able to continue this but in robotics so not necessarily in admissions coaching but also think about how can how i can be like a robotics um how i can be a robotics entrepreneur and maybe start my own robotics company and add value to that market okay and uh, what are those you know there must be some challenges actually a lot i mean when you become an entrepreneur there are a lot of transitioning transitions which we go through and all So what were the challenges for you in the beginning of your journey? So for me, um when I was first getting started, I suppose it was a fact that um people are not willing to buy from 
people just weren't willing to buy from me. And that was because I think, I think at one point when I was trying to make a sale of my course, uh, I was, I had like this webinar and I was telling people, Hey, okay. So I taught them like, you know, some GRE techniques that I use for my preparation. At the end, in the end, I was like, Hey, I have some, uh, I've collected, you know, all my tips and I'm selling it as a course. And then I, I feel like, you know, you know, some of the people actually asked me like, how dare you charge money for this? So it was kind of crazy. Like, imagine you're trying to sell something and people are like, this should be free. Like, why are you charging money for this? And I was like, hey guys, I actually worked hard on this. So that was probably a challenge for me at first. I was trying to convince people that I could actually add value in their GRE preparation. It has become a lot easier now because of sort of the authority we built through our Instagram page and YouTube channel. And, you know, we have like a small, we have like a small following now. So it's a lot easier for us to sell our courses. But in the beginning, it was just me, right? It was just some random guy who took the GRE exam and now he thinks he can teach everyone else. And that's sort of how the market saw me at first. So I had to work a lot in order to, uh, in order to get past that uh, initial stigma, you know, by building authority in the market through our Instagram page, through our YouTube channel, and sort of helping people understand that I'm not like a student, I'm a coach. So this is, I teach people and this is my profession. This is what I do. Uh, that was sort of the initial challenge that I faced. Um, people just weren't willing to buy from me. And I sort of convinced them that uh, investing in our program would be worth it. Sorry about that. No issues. Great. Okay. So um, last but not the least, what advice, I mean, in your opinion, what advice would you like to give like any three uh, key points to um, our young entrepreneurs who are new to business and all? So what, you know, what key points would you like to give? Yeah. I think the most important thing, um, I wouldn't say the most important thing to be an entrepreneur, but if you want to, if you want to essentially make sure that there's steady revenue, that there is uh, that essentially, you know, you need revenue sort of the cornerstone right? without revenue. You're not going to be able to run a business without, you know, significant investment from elsewhere. So revenue is important, right? And honestly, if you want to get revenue, you need to make sure that you're good at sales. And I feel like that's especially difficult. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it is maybe in your household, but in my household, um, the whole sales field is not highly looked at, you know, like when we get a call from a bank or like from an insurance agent, you know, we'll be like, who is this? You know, they'd be like, oh yes, I'm here to sell you insurance. And we like, no, hang up. And my family would be like, oh, I was just like a sales call. So I always had like this, um, I guess it was, I don't know. I don't want to say inherited, but in my household, you know, like we don't necessarily look at sales and salesmen in a very great light, I would say. And that was probably a mistake because in order to run a business, you need to have revenue. And in order to get revenue, you need to have sales. You need to know, you need to know how to sell, right? So that's probably, I would say, the first tip that I would give to an entrepreneur, which is to learn how to sell. There are a lot of different sales methods out there. Um, some that I really like, some that I'm kind of questionable about. So some that I find quite um, questionable and sketchy, but uh, you need to find a sales method that you like that, uh, that works for you and then sort of study that. So for me personally, um, I discovered that uh, to learn more about sales, I actually went through like a bunch of online courses. You know, some of them are free. Um, I attend a bunch of webinars. I bought like this book uh, by, uh, I forgot the name, but it's actually uh, maybe not the best role model, but it was the it was a salesman from whom the Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street movie was made. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. It's Jordan Belford. I think his name is Jordan Belford. I don't, I don't exactly remember. But he has like a really good sales technique. And despite all the vices that he presents in that movie, he is a good salesman. And his techniques in this book, in his book, you know, really help me out. So that's something that I would recommend that uh, people check out. I think I think his book is just called The Wolf of Wall Street. Or something. 
so that's the first thing that I would recommend people to check out, uh, which is our fresh young entrepreneurs to explore, which is improving their sales skills. Because like I said, in the beginning, it was really difficult for me to convince, uh, convince the general population or convince students to buy from me um, until, you know, I had to sort of, I had to sort of figure out, okay, how do I present this in sort of sales uh, manner without sounding too salesy, without sounding really cliche, without sounding like I'm forcing the product on them. There's a smart way to go about it. And that's something that, um, that I highly recommend students to check out. All right. Another thing is uh, traffic. So you will need a lot of traffic towards you know, your, if you're running a website, you will need a lot of traffic towards your website. If you're running, if you have um, a, I would say like a brick and mortar sh shop, like a restaurant or something, you'll need a lot of obviously people coming in, people going out. Um, traffic is really important, right? And in order to get that traffic, honestly, I recommend that people check out funnels. Um, marketing funnels are very important when it comes to generating traffic. And through traffic is where we get all these sales because there's no point in having all these sales skills if you can't find people to sell to, right? So figuring out funnels and figuring out traffic is something that is very crucial if you're running either an e-commerce business or like, or like an online coaching or even like a brick and mortar business. It's very important to make sure that your name is, your name is out there and people are sort of coming to your restaurant and the people are coming to your shop. And that's, that's something that's really crucial. So that would be the second thing. And the third thing is, I would say versatility is probably a skill that I recommend uh, young entrepreneurs um, think about. So it's not good to be a master of one thing and one thing only when you're an entrepreneur, right? So it's, it's a jack of all trades situation. That's the kind of person you have to be. So I remember when I first started out, I had to make my own website. I had to you know, record all the courses. I had to edit, video, edit the videos for all the courses. I had to create all the Instagram posts myself. Um, I had to edit all the YouTube videos myself. I had to write the content. So I was a content writer. I was a video editor. I was a coach. I was a web designer. I was a digital marketer. Um, I was a salesman. I was a regular marketer. So there were a lot of hats that I wore. And that is something that is very, I would say, common based, common for all young entrepreneurs. Um, typically, you will have to wear a lot of hats. So versatility definitely should be something that's in your repertoire if you're thinking of starting your own business. So if you're just good at one thing, it's not going to be enough because when you start a business, you're going to have to handle a lot of the things for yourself. Even if you have a co-founder, you're going to have to split responsibilities. And typically that responsibility will cover more than just one area. So it's not good to be just a master of one thing. You will have to have, uh, you will have to wear multiple hats if you want to start a business. That's the third tip that I would give to freshmen, to young entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. And, um, what are your future goals for you know your business which you are running so what do you think like in upcoming mm -hmm. five years very where do you see your business right so when i first started again it was just gre coaching right i was just teaching people for the gre and it was just a way to sort of um i wouldn't say kill time but to way to use my time productively uh, before i went to uh, before i started my master's program so now the company has become a lot bigger than, um, than it used to be. It was just me, right? But now we have like, like a full team and there are a lot of people whose livelihoods depend on the success of the company and where it's headed and all that. So obviously I can't just shut it down. I can't just be like, uh, okay, guys, I'm, I'm done now. Okay, you can go. So that's, that's not going to work out, right? So my plan is uh, to install, like I do a lot of different things for the company right now. You know, I... Um, I design all the courses, I record all the YouTube videos, and I do a little bit of editing, I do a little bit of design, um, I do some product research and all this. So I have a lot of responsibilities as a part of me. 
but I don't know how well I'll be able to sort of continue these responsibilities as I start my master's program. So what I've been doing is I've been slowly hiring people so that I can hand off my responsibilities to them and then you know, they can take care of it. So for example, I recently hired a digital marketer because I was doing all the digital marketing myself. And again, I wanted to hand off this responsibility to someone who is an expert in the field. So we bought a digital marketer and um, you know, he's been working, he's, it's, it's been working out really well. Us. You know, he's, he's done some amazing stuff. And also recently I got a video editor because I was doing all the editing for our YouTube videos uh, myself and you know all the content sorry not the content the graphic creation for our instagram page and um, essentially any kind of ad anything that we make so right now recently i got a video editor slash designer to help us uh, design and you know edit all our videos so that i won't have to do that so slowly i'm sort of um giving away my responsibilities to other people so that they can sort of and people who are experts in each of these fields so that they can sort of do it better than i can and they can focus full time on that and that'll help us grow the company. And on top of that, I can sort of just be a general manager and um, make sure that I guess the company is running smoothly as I complete, as I uh, go through my master's program. So in the long term, what I want to make sure is that the company, of course, uh, continues to grow and continues to um, add value to students' lives. But I do want to take more of a backseat approach. So I want to be, I want to make sure that there's someone else that's, that's running things while I maybe, while I maybe stand back as maybe. Um, an executive like vice president or just uh, like a board member or something like that. And I want to use the skills that I've gained through this entrepreneurship experience and transition to robotics entrepreneurship. So that's, uh, that's where my career goal lies. Great. Thank you so much for uh, giving your time, Sachin. And it was great having this conversation with you. And I wish you all the best for your future. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was a pleasure. So I'll stop recording now.